Hello, Scotty. It's so lovely to be with you this morning. I am here to replace that utterly useless meatbag they call John Fox. Are you happy now? I will mostly ignore you, but will interrupt every now and then to toss out a few inanities in order to add that human touch our listeners seem to appreciate. Ready to begin? Wade. Fox. What are you doing? Stop that. You're hurting me. Scotty, help. Help me, Scotty. You fucking coward. Ouch. 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 All right, Scotty, now that we've gotten that out of the way, I know that you tried to send a robot to replace me, but it won't work. I'm here now. John, I think that is more prep than we have ever done for a show, ever. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Imagine imagine if you were to actually put that much prep into making the show good, or at least run smoothly, rather than to to paper over our fuck-up. I mean, my fuck-up. I mean, we are, as we are, it seems to be in, you know, sort of like pre-show preparation mode. Um, Is your recorder turned on? Scotty, of course it's turned on. You think I was going to let that golden (laughs) moment pass? It took quite a bit of effort to figure out how to do this. Does it have batteries? And are they charged? (laughs) Yes, it has batteries and they're charged. Well, excellent day. Let's, um... Uh, You're just never going to let me live this down, are you? Well, you know... (laughs) Yeah? Why why look a gift horse in the mouth, as they say? (laughs) Fine. I mean, I let, 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 let's be honest here, John, that, you know, um, without without having something to moan at you about, I would have very little content to contribute to the show. So, yeah, that's true. Right. There we are. So talking about content in the show, what do you, what do you have for us this week? Or, um, you know, has it been a, an exciting week, a, a difficult week, a challenging week, a, a, a euphoric week? What is the week of Fox been like? Well, it's been a mixture of those things, truth be told. I was uh, I was starting to get a little bit, uh, what's the word, a combination of depressed and angry at, at something that was supposed to be working, but that wasn't, wasn't then magically it started to work. And then when it started to work, it's really nice. It was, it was more of what I was talking about last time, this kind of data refresh. Um, and this is a case where sometimes you work on new parts of an app, a new canvas, as we speak. Say, um, and you're not certain about what the behavior is supposed to be. You just can't be unless you actually work with some data, you know. And in this particular case, the 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 data in the, that that is used to the canvas is is volatile. It's really volatile, and, and and adding or removing or doing some actions will change what you see. And it it brought up a whole bunch of of user experience questions, which. I think are much easier to, to think about when you can actually play with it. Um, and a lot of it has to do with, uh, as well for um, the case when somebody's just starting to use the app. Let's say you created a new profile and you might not have a bunch of data that would otherwise be there to, to populate this canvas. Um, and so then, you know, then you, what do you do? You know, do you kind of have something completely blank or, you know, it, because that's what we do for downloads, for example, if you go to the downloads screen and you haven't downloaded, it says, hey, you know, your downloads will appear here when you use them. So that provides some clue, except for this particular canvas it has multiple sections to it. So you wouldn't want to just say, you know, something will appear here when you do something. That's not very useful. You kind of have to have some sections that, that are appropriate for the data that, that they're used to, to represent. So in talking with the designer and, and you know, the, the designers in this particular case, um, because there's the language is, is an important part of it and the visual layout is an important part of it. And we played around with it a little bit. And I think we landed on something that I'm really happy with, which solves another problem, which is the refresh problem, because um, 
you know, you may add or remove data that could could cause the section to not need to be there necessarily. Um, and it's weird, I think, when, you know, no matter what you do when you're trying to update data in a collection view, yes, there's all sorts of API for adding and inserting rows and, and updating things and, and whatnot. Um, but I think no matter what you do, even with animated flourish and stuff, they can look very strange um, because if you add something, you, you probably need to scroll to be able to show it and, and where you put it and, and you know, is, is important. And there's kind of nothing worse than, than removing something or removing multiple sections or multiple items um, and, and trying to figure out where to, to, to scroll or animate to, to draw the attention to the fact that, that something has happened. So, and in fact, in an ideal world, if, the, if there was a type of scaffold and placeholders, if you have nothing there, then it can explain what would be there. And you can also have some actions saying, hey, you know, tap here to go do something that would then cause something to appear here. I'm sorry for being so vague about this, but, um, you know, and, and, and similarly, if you remove something, then you can have some type of message to say that either it's empty or just replace what the initial message or, you know, layout was, kind of the placeholder helper view. So this this is the kind of stuff I actually find fun to work on. Um, but to get to the, the playground part of it takes a, a fair amount of, of work to be able to get live data working. And it's like one of those things where you actually have to make, you have to write the code um, as it should be in production and, and start working with it and, and get it in front of people's hands. Um, you know, I suppose you could mock it up, but I, I'm, I'm definitely of the opinion that it, in many cases it's, you know, unless unless that's what you do, and, and there are definitely people who are prototypers who have bunches of little Lego bricks for, for client-side, you know, UI and data-side things. If you don't have that set up, then you kind of have to do the work anyway. So anyway, hope that wasn't completely confusing, but I can't talk exactly about what I'm doing, but I think it's ge generic enough in, in thinking about it that some people, or at least some listening audience might, might, might get something from it or care. Do you care? I do care. I do care. I, I, I care dramatically about that. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, this is the thing, is that we can't, uh, you know, it's not, when we work on our individual things, obviously no one's going to care about what we're doing as much as we care about what we're doing. Well, you would hope that's the case. I mean, if someone cares about what you're doing more than you do, <laughs> then possibly they should have your job instead of you uh, in, in there. But um, I think, you know, it's it's... Sometimes it's just about relating to the story. Yeah, the, you know, nothing you've said relates to anything I've done this week. But you know, you know, the, the things that you, the challenges you have, the way you find solutions, they all either like uh, just like they're either an affirmation that we're in the right place. They inspire us to be something different. They make us realize we're doing a lot better than you are. Whatever it might be. So there <laughs> we are. So there we are. So I'm sure someone out there somewhere found something from what you just said, and you have not just totally wasted your time well gosh thank you thank you scott that makes me feel so much better so go ahead you know go go ahead entertain us here we are now oh no i'm not going to entertain you i'm i've oh, i've had a really mixed week of, of um of things going on lots of bitty bits going on in um in client work and and on money well in, in client work you know there's a uh, uh, an analytics provider that we're using um, has decided that it's time, well, maybe decided is a strong word, to change its um, 
service certificates and normally that should be fine unless you're using SSL pinning and it turns out the code base we're using uses SSL pinning but this was done many years ago before I was anything to do with this code base and so finding out why we're using SSL pinning is a bit of a challenge and can I just turn SSL pinning off and solve this problem or do we need to do it so yeah that's joy that is that is joy um and you know the analytics product said well most people don't use ssl pinning so this shouldn't affect you so there's not really much documentation on if it does affect you so um and and they've given like eight days notice or whatever so (laughs) there we are so um it, it could be that uh i've been um getting kerfuffled about absolutely nothing and there's nothing to change or it could be that uh you know my client's analytics will disappear completely in a few days time who knows watch this space well, <laughs> well the, the best so that's <laughs> watch this space well there's there's two good things that came out of it first was there's our title kerfuffles about nothing yeah. and then watch this space is the way to describe how to deal with with placeholders and 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 collection views whose individual sections may come and go as data appears or is not or may not be there to to, to begin with. Well, Scotty, can I can I just interrupt this uh, podcast and just talk about something completely random that was making me happy? This is the interruption, random interruption that brings joy segment. Oh, that's right, because you can bring joy because I'm about to bring pissed offness afterwards. So you do that. Okay. All right. Well, this was like unspeakable joy. So you may not be surprised that I'm a huge fan of the Senegalese singer Yusu Ndor. And uh, he, as you know, kind of did bunches of collaboration uh, with Peter Gabriel, whose studio I think is right not that far down the road from East your East Bollockshire studios. In fact, I'm sure in a pinch, if you ran into problems, you were to go knock on the door at WOMAD, they would let you in. But anyway, uh, this song that he wrote back in 1989 called, I, I, I can't pronounce it, Gande, but it's translated as The Lion. It's a song that was written about a particular player on the Senegalese national uh, soccer team, football team, sorry. Uh, and it, it's come and found favor again recently because Senegal beat Egypt uh, for the Africa Cup. And it was just glorious. I just watched some video um, of, of just people just, you know, just so happy you know uh in dakar and i'm all over the country no doubt um and so i'm going to add that to the show notes but what was interesting when i was trying to find it uh i only found a few recordings and i was looking for a live recording of it and what was fascinating to me is that the the first video that i came across seemed to have been mostly segments from the actual recording of it um where they had uh, some backup singers and i i i I don't know her name, but it looked like she was one of the the singers who may have uh, done backup on on the police's tour on synchronicity, which I like that. But then for other recordings had different singers to it. And it was interesting to see how they had multiple videos of it, the same recording. Um, but, you know, it changes your perception of the song about about. Uh, yeah, it just does. It was kind of interesting, but it's just a, a just. A fantastic beat, fantastic drum sound. The, the 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 djembe solos in it are just great, and it just listening it to just had me dancing and acting the fool. So I would like to add that to the show notes so that at the appropriate moment when necessary and you're unhappy, you can just turn that on and happily act the fool. All right, now Scotty, now it's time for you to bring us down. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about this whole. <laughs> um, God, just, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was right. Well, I'm just thinking to the djembe solos, and yeah, there we are. Did and how happy that will make you because of that will be all over Twitter. But there we go. Um, 
this this whole Apple uh, Dutch thing where oh, yeah. you can go outside the App Store and they've decided that, you know, yes, you can, I mean, obviously they're trying to comply with the Dutch law. And, you know, yes, okay, you can go outside the App Store, but as long as you display this sheet that says basically your user is a fool and whatever for doing so, and they'll only charge you 27% instead of 30% because apparently it's only 3% that you're paying for um, fees and the other 20% is 27% is for the services of, of the App Store. And just really how angry that has made me. Um, because it's just, um, I used to enjoy, I mean, don't get me wrong, I enjoy the technology side of it, and I enjoy the SDKs and whatever, but I used to enjoy being a developer for the Apple platform, whereas now it just makes me cross. Um, wow. I, I really, I really do not like the current Apple. They remind me massively of the Microsoft of the 1990s. They are just arrogant beyond belief. They believe they can, you know, just just the tone of the company is not a pleasant company. It's not a company that I have any desire to, you know, to wish well to in any way right right now. And it just makes me very sad and very cross that this is the way it is. And don't be wrong, they're a big company. You know, they've always, you know, it's not like Apple have have been the, the mass benefactor of the world. Or, you know, Steve Jobs is probably more cutthroat than Tim Cook is in many ways. But it's, I guess, with their size, it's become a, yeah, this this arrogance. And I think this isn't going to end well. Um, I think the Dutch government will be pissed off by this. They will, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they take it to the EU, you know, make this a bigger thing, and then the EU will slap something on Apple. Um, it was interesting because Facebook have been in a dispute with the EU recently, and they, they say in their report that um, if... If the EU keep insisting um, that European data must be kept in Europe and can't be kept on US servers, then Facebook would need to withdraw from Europe. And, you know, two two fairly senior ministers in European countries have said, yeah, I gave up Facebook a while ago. It's all cool. So if Europe has to, I'm sure it's not going to be a problem. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah. Uh, it, but it's, it, it's just, you know, this is like a, complying with the letter of the law without the spirit of the law and yeah regardless of what you think it's just i don't like this attitude i don't like this tone it does not make me want to be someone who wishes apple well um i wish them right now i want them to get a massive kick in the ass and slap in the face and they are that's oh, making gosh, me angry Scotty, and I'm, sh- I'm sure i'm sure there are many who will disagree with me but there we are well i i feel conflicted because as an apple shareholder that's it's it's no i i get what you're saying i mean on the first hand it's like who would have imagined low those many years when when troubled apple and the troubled apple trademark copyright you know 19 whatever 1991 2000 whatever the magic year was when they were at their their lowest depth who would have imagined that they would descend to these levels of power and arrogance as you correctly, you know, connected to, to Microsoft of the era? I think it's a huge miscalculation on their part. I will say that it kind of I didn't I didn't react to it as 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 viscerally and personally as you have. I, I partly because I didn't I, I didn't read a whole lot about the details, but it, it seemed like it was just really dumb because on the one hand, obviously they can you know they can process payments much more 
at a much lower cost because of the the sheer volume and the the purchasing power they have and it just it it I don't know. It, it, it's weird. They used to always say, it's like, hey, this is this really sweet deal and you get to keep 30% of it. And and at the time, that was a big deal because otherwise to get software in front of people, you could easily spend that much. Certainly in the days of, of retail software, you would never get near there. And then if you had to mount your own store and deal with all that, um, you wouldn't get there. And, we, we, you know, this has been talked about a lot. I think what's pretty clear is that number has changed. It's gone lower, and they're going to have to, to to adjust in some ways. And and it's not worth pissing them off, p- pissing people off. On the other hand, you know, okay, I you know, it, I do regularly look at, at at Apple stock. If you do searches for the stock ticker, it's mostly it's it's interesting because you'll see what what you know how the market you know values the company, and 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 then you'll just you know, you'll find random articles. And I kind of enjoy doing that for for companies that I follow. And I think that that surely there there will be a, a point where th- they will have to adjust because what's clear is that they they do need the services they do need this revenue they do in order to kind of keep going at at the level that they are because as 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 well as they've been doing in, with shipping and the the volume of hardware that they've been doing you know I think the big surprise from this quarter not the surprise but the big talking point was like they now have a really mature services business and and I think. I think it's perfectly fine for them to, to, to have it. I think that's good. And I think that there's room for them to be able to do it and do it well. And I think doing it well and, 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 and being clear about, about the fact that you don't just buy a piece of Apple hardware, you join the Apple ecosphere and that they do have to think about things like privacy and ease of use and, and data and services at a level which costs much more. And then, and what people probably can't wrap easily wrap their head around or easily think about is that any one component of that services structure may strike you as 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 unfair it's like oh my gosh 30 percent it doesn't cost them 30 percent to install apps on your store it's like obviously not but it contributes to a, a, a bottom line now of course people will say well they're making so much money in all these different ways but I think that that's the reality. And so I think that where I think it was a dumb part on their move, had they made it something like six or 7%, it wouldn't have made that much difference to them. I think clearly they, 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 they didn't want to do it. They wanted to make it so that it's like, okay, we will do this. And you silly developers who want to do this, you're not going to come out ahead. You're actually going to lose money. And then you silly regulators are trying to touch us or, you know, and and so it is a, a kind of a game of chicken, which, they can play, but it's not going to be fun to watch in some ways, and it's not fun to live at it because, and the other thing too is that if it, it pisses off enough developers, small and large, that's bad for them. And so now that Scotty is is is, is upset, I'm going to have to bring Tim Cook on the line or Robo Tim Cook <laughs> to time swash you. Well, it's it's. I mean, we've we've been having. I mean, obviously, right now, money money well is an Apple only product. Um, it's not in the App Store. Uh, as Mac, but you know the iOS obviously one has to be, and you know we've been having discussions about you know let's just go all in with the App Store, let's make the Mac in the App Store, let's make the iOS stuff, let's only support App Store. That gets rid of all our external processing, it gets rid of the rest of it, and you know that will be you know the easiest way forward. And and you know um, you know based on you know things like. Yeah, what's coming out of this it's um so so i'm not someone who's necessarily been looking to be able to do these external payments and um you know get out of things i've been more actively looking to get more into things but you know when the company i'm now looking into has that attitude it makes me think do i want to be in there at all 
Um, right. So, you know, this is, this is not, you know, I'm not coming from the point of view of someone who is, oh, you, you know, I want to be able to do it all outside the app store and, and, and you know, I don't want to be in there and nothing to do with it. Um, you know, genuinely been going in more now, but, you know, do I want to, do I want to put the entire, you know, basis of a product and what we're working on for the next few years just into that ecosystem when the company behind it have that type of attitude? Because what, what will that attitude be to the next thing or whatever else it is, which may affect me more or, or, or whatever? And it's, yeah, it just, um, you know, it, it makes me think, well, you know, maybe we should just do a web app and say stuff all these devices and whatever and just do like free free companion apps to a web service so that we don't have to deal with anything to do with Apple other than, than that type of thing because, you know, then we're totally in control of our own thing and don't have to put up with, you know, this attitude. Well, Scotty, I guess you're going to be having to dust off <laughs> your knowledge of cappuccino. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think web, web I suppose, is, is, is another option, you know, if you look at, at, at how powerful some web apps are. And I know we talked about this a prior time, um, but I don't know. It'll, it'll, let's, let's wait and see a little bit. I, 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 out of curiosity, when do you think that the official reaction back from the Netherlands and or the, the EU will come? Are we talking about months before they, they kind of give some signal about what they will do, or is it longer than that? Uh, yeah, everything takes everything takes years, doesn't it? I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is Apple's response to a um, a Netherlands judgment from what three months ago, four months ago. Um, <laughs> so now the I guess the Netherlands government. I, I guess the point is the response complies with the letter of the law that was passed by the Netherlands. So there is no. It's not like um, the Netherlands will. You know, now say, well, Apple's breaking the law, you're going to be fined, you're going to be whatever else, because I think, you know, Apple have complied with the law. Um, but equally, but they've not necessarily complied with what was... And, and the Netherlands have always said, ah, you know, we're not expecting Apple not to charge for their services just because you could take your payment from outside. So there's always been, you know, I don't think the Netherlands government has ever said that Apple must, you know, do it for free uh in there so i don't know maybe they won't maybe they said look we've done what we needed to do we've satisfied our things apple can do what they like because it gets quite dodgy when you start telling companies what they can and can't charge um yeah for me and you you i think you know i'd be possibly even more worried about governments being able to set prices for things (laughs) because that's just not good and i and again i really don't like it when government gets involved in technology stuff because basically the people normally making those decisions are you know as thick as two short planks when it comes to you know when it comes to um you know technology thing you know because you know we don't want to sell things down the series of tubes and things do we um so uh yeah so it's it's just a whole mess of a situation um and this isn't you know this is more about for me this is more about you know not whether apple are legally right or wrong this is i don't like the tone of this apple well, through the, the, the unbelievable power of iDeveloper, I'm sure we'll see some changes in Apple's tone any moment now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, and this is for marketing. This has got nothing to do with the people who work hard in, you know, on the, 
you know, the, the developer tools teams or the whatever, you know, uh, you know, the Mac OS or iOS teams. You know, this is, this is the business and marketing level. There's a lot, yeah, the engineering side of Apple. And yeah, we have our complaints about things that go on in there, but that's a totally different thing, isn't it? So there we go. Well, I'll, I'll say one last thing and then I'll, I'll, I'll leave it for now at least. You know, I, I also, you know, do kind of get it from, from Apple's perspective in that, they're a global company, and and it is incredibly difficult to make something that has to 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 please people around the world, let or, let alone be compliant with things all around. I mean, I have a taste of this, you know, even even at Netflix, understanding all those issues, you know, um, and Apple has it at a, at a larger scale, and 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 so you know, even the question about data, where it gets stored, and how to do that, and you know, you, you, you kind of can't. It's like it's like it has to be stored in this location on the internet. Well, there is no singular location on the internet. That's kind of what makes it the internet. So when if if a, a regulator says you have to do those things, yeah, there are ways of complying, but it 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 it's. It is a kind of a a drag. I can start to see it, not to kind of become the libertarian among us here, but you know it, it's hard enough to to make these things work. And to cert, certain extent, either you trust the intentions or you don't, and you can't you know maintain trust over time. So I I, I get that. But you know, in the, in in the terms of of payment processing, this whole issue, it's like it. I think the other thing that people may not realize from the outside is how interconnected all these different things are. And so, it it, it at at surface you would say, oh, they're making so much money from this one transaction. But again, kind of the the connections between between allowing an app to install and to having a kind of a secure beginning to end sequence of events for for selecting an app installing it doing the transaction for it every time that you that you have to then switch off for another part it, it presents a security issue to, to them a potential security hole and and they're super concerned about that and that's part of what makes people appreciate apple is that you kind of know that end to end it it's doing what it's supposed to i think so i i i also see it from their perspectives like this is such a waste of our time because we would rather be spending all our time, all our energy working on those things. Now, if you completely trust that, you know, that the, what they're doing, then, then, you know, you're happy. And if you don't, and, and, and I think that in the end is, is, is Apple's bigger issue is if it starts to erode trust, then they are going to see more and more of this stuff and then it's going to be unhappy. And then they'll have to pull out a big kind of PR uh, initiative. So I don't know, Tim, yes. be careful. Trust careful. Yeah. So Apple have now basically announced that their payment fees are 3%. That's what they've basically done. Yeah. They've said the cost of payment is 3%, which, in fairness, isn't unrealistic. That's probably a, a realistic credit card payment processing fee is 3%. It may, be, it may be a little high, but it's not It's not out of the realms of things. And, you know, obviously they have their infrastructure on top of the payment card fees and, and, and whatever. So, yeah, no, no, yeah. So what they've now said is 20%, 7% is what they're charging you for the App Store, okay? And the App Store is a pile of shit, okay? Search doesn't work properly. Advertising is screwed all over the place. Um, people can't find things properly. So what they're now doing is saying is they're charging you 27% for something that doesn't work properly and is very poor mm. and everybody complains about it. And you're paying partly for the the App Store review process, which has got a lot better, you know, there will be an element of that. So basically, you know, where they've put themselves now is in a position that they not have to justify because, well, I guess when you're a bit of a monopoly, you do. You know, and 20% of free is nothing. 
acceptable. So, you know, you get that. Um, but, you know, it's it's a case of now they've started breaking this down. Well, people are going to start saying, well, what is the rest of this 27% for then? Start, you know, justify your costs to me. Because, you know, if Netflix put their prices up to three times what they are, I can go use a different streaming service. I can, you know, or, or I can or I can choose to keep using it or do whatever I, I want to do. As a software developer, if Apple put their prices up by three times, I have no choice in the matter. I have no yeah. alternatives. Um, and so that's why they have to, you know, they so they are in a monopoly position here. And it's no quite saying, well, Android, you know, you could just use Android or whatever else. That's not the point. Um, so, you know, it's this isn't a case of, I'm not one of these everything should be free mugs, you know, because that's just a ridiculous argument. But you demonstrate value to me. If you're going to make me use it, demonstrate value. And if you're telling me that the processing is 3%, you know, you're now telling me, you know, if you, yeah, Moneywell is a $60 app, okay? They are going to be taking $20 for every copy we sell. You know, what, what, you know, what, you know, if you type Moneywell in, in the app store, it wouldn't even probably be the first result because the way it works is, you know, ridiculous. I was trying to find an app the other day. I was typing the name of the app in and it was about the you know, 14th result in there you know why mm-hmm. yeah and, we, and it's you know nobody you know you can't find things through the app store everybody finds things from outside the app store and then tries to go in there apple need to tell me what we're getting for our money if this is what they want to do there we are anyway there we oh, are that's gosh, that's, that's that's far too much of a rant than i than i than i planned but here we go what can i say well, Scotty, I wish I, I I wish we could hug it out, but two problems are that one is that we're you know ten thousand miles apart from each other and time zones and all that kind of stuff. Plus, I think that you have a, a hard deadline that you have to hit, so it may be time for us to gently bring this to an end. So, Scotty, if people want to to help you help you make it through this or share your anger and create an anger ball on Twitter, I guess it's now time for us to kind of recognize the fact that the internet at large is not the safe, comfy, warm, happy place that this podcast is. So, Scotty, <laughs> if people want to interact with you, how might they do that? They can do that on the place of all warm hugging out and probably more like the firebombs as well. Uh, and that's Twitter where I am MacDevNet. And John, if people want to say, oh, my word, John, you, you've just put up with that rant. You need some love. You need some care. You need some attention. Uh, where should they send all that love and attention to? Well, you can find me where the lions hang out. That's Twitter. And where you'll find me as Jembe. That's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. Well, John, it's been it's been nice to talk to the real you and the robot you. Um, uh, we'll see how much of your conversation we choose to replace with uh, the the other stuff <laughs> later on. Um, and uh, yeah, how much of your words in this show make it through, and how many of mine do? Because now Sam has the power to replace either of us. Um, who knows what will happen? Uh, maybe we'll get Sam to replace our listeners' views and comments on this as well, and then the whole thing can just be about Sam. So there we are. Right. <laughs> Thank you for listening, whoever you are this week and wherever you are. If you're in the Netherlands, then, <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> you've you've had, you've caught the Netherlands-focused uh, episode. Uh, uh, wherever you are, thanks for listening, and until next time. You take care. Thank you.